Jehovah said, they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. This is a message I have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. There is an interesting portion of scripture which we find in the Old Testament book of Zechariah, which we'll turn to right now. We're going to go to chapter 12 and verse 10 reads as follows, and I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn." So this portion of scripture, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually a prophecy of when Jesus Christ died on the cross and when he was pierced by a spear. Now, uh, very interesting, and we're going to see here, as we look closer, I want you to see what it says. It says, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. So we want to uh, get some context here to see who's talking, and we can find out who is talking by going down to verse 1 in the same chapter of Zechariah. So Zechariah chapter 12, verse 1, reads as follows. It says, The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens, and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. Wow. So uh, who's talking here? Well, let's take a look at the word here for Lord. The word for Lord, ladies and gentlemen, is Jehovah. So the burden of the word of the Lord, it's talking about the burden of the word of Jehovah, saith the Lord, saith Jehovah. Now, those words, uh, you could also pronounce that Yehovah with a Y, or uh, sometimes it's just written Y-H-W-H. You know, people didn't know how to pronounce that. You know, that was considered so holy, and uh, that's why people used the word Jehovah or Yahweh or Yehovah. So that's who we're talking about here, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So I want you to see that Jehovah was the one who was speaking, okay? By the way, that word uh, Jehovah is used over 6,500 times in the scriptures. So when you see the word Lord uh, tr translated uh, from the Hebrew, you can look it up for yourself. You'll find that it is the word Jehovah or Yahweh, uh, whichever way you want to look at it. So when we go back and look at verse 10, and it says, they shall look upon me. This was Jehovah who was talking. So what am I trying to tell you here today? Well, I'm trying to tell you today, the scriptures are trying to speak to you today to let you know that it was Jehovah in the flesh who was pierced on that cross. Oh, yes, could not be any clearer. That's exactly what the scriptures are talking about. Jehovah is the one who is speaking. And he says, they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. Hallelujah. Keep in mind, in, in verse 1, it says, the burden of the word 
of the Lord for Israel. It says, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formeth the spirit of man within him. It's talking about the creator. Who stretched forth the heavens, folks? Who laid the foundation of the earth? Let's go to the New Testament book of Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. It, it, it almost sounds exactly what was spoken in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 1. Jehovah laid the foundation of the earth, the foundation of the earth. The heavens are the works of thine hands. And listen to this, folks. This was God the Father speaking to the Son. He said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. His name is Jehovah. Hallelujah. Jehovah was pierced for our transgressions. We know him as Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Folks, I want you to know these things. These are good things for you to know, good things for you to remember as the gospel of Jesus Christ will come under attack like never before, I believe, in the coming days, the days that are ahead. There are many cults out there that do not believe in the deity or the divinity of Jesus Christ. Christ. And that's why I preach these messages. So I'm going to go now to the New Testament to show you very clearly how this was fulfilled. I want you to know this scripture uh, that I quoted to you from the book of Zechariah was fulfilled. Now watch this. We're going to look at John chapter 19 verses 31 through 37. Ultimately, I'll, I'll stop as I go along. Uh, here we go, verse 31. It says, The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and break the legs of the first and of the other, which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs, but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water, and he saw that it bare record, and his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. So here we have Christ on the cross, Jesus Christ, he's on the cross, ladies and gentlemen, and one of the soldiers took a spear and pierced his side. So keep in mind what we read from the book of Zechariah. It says, they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. So who was pierced on the cross? It was Christ himself. Jehovah was pierced on the cross, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly what that is talking about right there. Hallelujah. 
Don't don't miss that, folks. Uh, verse 36, John 19, 36. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they pierce. So that's the uh, the uh, prophecy from the prophet Zechariah. So, so we see clearly the scriptures prove here that this was fulfilled when Christ died on the cross. Jehovah was pierced. Oh, yes, he was. In fact, he was pierced for our transgressions. Psalm 34, 20, he keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. That was the other prophecy that was fulfilled when Christ died on the cross. And, and other prophecies, you know, I've spoken about Isaiah chapter three, uh, 53, verses 1 to 12. What a powerful uh prophecy that was regarding the death of Christ. So the point I'm making here, folks, that it was Jehovah who was pierced on that cross. Like what John Gill, commentator, says, he says, we Christians can have no doubt upon us that this passage belongs to Christ. When it is observed upon one of the soldiers piercing the side of Jesus with a spear, it is said these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. They shall look on him whom they have pierced. And it seems also to be referred to in Revelation 1, 7, which I'll get to in a couple of minutes here. So powerful, uh, the commentators clearly saw that this was fulfilled uh, by Jesus Christ. I like what Matthew Henry says here uh, regarding uh, Zechariah's prophecy. He says, the church is Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. All true believers that have their conversation in the heaven are inhabitants of this Jerusalem, and to them this promise belongs. God will pour his spirit upon them. This is the earnest which all that believe in Christ shall receive. Thus they are sanctified. Thus they are sealed. Hallelujah. So Matthew Henry uh world-famous commentator, he's talking about the church as being the heavenly Jerusalem, and he's absolutely correct about that. So if you're looking at Zechariah 12, 10, it's, uh, it's talking about, I'll pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. We know that the Lord preached uh, in that area, in Jerusalem. So we're, we're talking about the heavenly Jerusalem, folks. Any person who's been truly born again of the Spirit, you are part of that heavenly Jerusalem. We're talking about the spiritual uh, Jerusalem. Keep in mind, folks, we have types and shadows. We have the earthly shadows. We have the heavenly realities. Hallelujah. So uh, I like what Matthew Henry said there regarding the heavenly Jerusalem. By the way, this is for both Jew and Gentiles. So, so everyone must be born again, folks. And that's how you become a member of the heavenly Jerusalem. When we're talking about grace here, we're talking about the grace that came through Jesus Christ, the spirit of grace, John 1, 17. It says, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So you want to be a member of the heavenly Jerusalem. Galatians 4.26, written by the Jewish apostle Paul, he said, but Jerusalem, which is above, 
is free, hallelujah, which is the mother of us all. And this is, by the way, this has nothing to do with Mother Mary, folks. This is talking about the motherland. This is talking about Jerusalem above, okay? That's where you want to be a member, folks. You want your name written in heaven, hallelujah. Listen to what commentator Albert Barnes says. He says, but Jerusalem, which is above, the spiritual Jerusalem, the true church of God. Jerusalem was the place where God was worshipped, and hence it became synonymous with the word church, or is used to represent the people of God. Hallelujah. The word rendered above means properly up above, that which is above, and hence heavenly, celestial. Here it means the heavenly or celestial Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Keep that in mind, folks. When you get saved, when you're truly born again of the Spirit, your name is written in heaven. You are a member, a part of the heavenly Jerusalem. Glory to God. Do you remember what Jesus said to his own disciples when he gave them power? You know, they, they knew that the demons were subject on. Uh, to them. Listen to what he says in Luke chapter 10, verses 19 and 20. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, or demons, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now he was talking to them while he was on the earth, along with his disciples. That was on the earth. But at the same time that they were walking on the earth, their names were written in heaven. That's talking about the book of life, by the way. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 and 23, it says, But ye are come unto Mount Sion, or Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. So once again, we see the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. It's the general assembly. It's the church of the firstborn. And who's in that church? People whose names are written in heaven. That's every person who's put their faith in Jesus Christ. And when you're born again, your name is written in heaven. You're part of the heavenly Jerusalem. When you die, that's where you're going, folks. Oh, yes. Glory to God. So uh, I want to get these uh, scriptures into your spiritual system here, folks. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 6. But God who was rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Or you could say he made us alive together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The same principle. If you're sitting in heavenly places in Christ, you're sitting in that new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Your names are written in heaven, no matter who you are. In fact, if you're listening today, you're not saved. You've never been born again. No matter what your past, no matter what your sin, turn to the Lord. 
That's what repentance is. You, you repent and you believe the gospel. You turn into the Lord, you believe in the gospel. Hallelujah. And that, that's what it's all about, folks. In fact, there's zero power. Listen to me. There is zero power, no power in the gospel without the deity or divinity and humanity of Jesus Christ being joined together. Oh, yes. Fully God and fully man. This is where the Jehovah's Witnesses get it all wrong, folks. They do not believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. There's no gospel without the power. And there's no power without knowing that it was Jehovah. I'll say it again. It was Jehovah who was pierced on that cross for our transgressions. Hallelujah. And he rose again from the dead. So what's it going to be like at the end of the world as I close, folks? Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. It says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also, listen, which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Folks, the one who was pierced, Jehovah, who was pierced, one day he's coming back. We know him as Jesus Christ. And it tells us here that every eye shall see him. Let me tell you something, folks. I don't care where you live in the world, what time of day it might be. It's dark on one side of the world while it's light on the other side of the world. But hear me now. When the Lord comes back, that sky is going to be rolled up like a scroll. It's going to happen suddenly. And it tells us here that every eye shall see him. I don't care where you live, whether it's England, Russia, Australia, United States, Canada, Israel, doesn't matter. One day that sky's going to roll back, folks. Every eye shall see him. All the kindreds of the earth, listen, shall wail because of him. What a day that's going to be. People are not going to believe it, folks. They are going to know instantly that the party's over. It's over. And we're talking about the end of the world. We're talking about judgment day. So don't forget what you heard today, folks. Very serious uh, message, serious time we are living in. Don't forget the title. Jehovah said, they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. You be blessed and have an awesome day in the Lord.